Welcome to Slayer Fest 98. I'm Ian Carlos Crawford. Uh, with me, Ashley K. Smalls, and we also have writer for Nerdist. Mighty Mahmoud. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, how are we all doing? Um, we are here to talk to the Marvels. I do feel like it is important to point out, like, I know the movie's like, I think I read it's like the worst box office performance. Is that true? Do either of you yeah, it's the lowest. Yes, the lowest. Yep. Which is a bummer. And I do, Ashley, I think you just quote tweeted this today. Like, it is important to remember they the strike and like they could not promote it. Cause I do I would have I and this sounds corny, but I really would have loved a press tour with the three of them. So I feel like it would have been really fucking charming. Cause Aman Vellani is like always so charming and like I don't know. I think it would have been fun, right? Yeah. I mean I think it's it mm-hmm. was basically just a fun uh movie. So I feel yeah. like and they, they do give, like, actual chemistry with each yeah, other. Um, they do. Like, even there, that one photo that we got when the movie was first announced and we never really got a photo with all of them again um, has, like, more chemistry in it than some of the, the movies that we've yes. gotten recently. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, so I guess, yeah, I think that's, like, important to remember for, like, numbers is, like, that. Um, also, and uh, we were talking about this before recording, I quote tweeted a video of Brie Larson talking and Medium, you say, tell me, say again where that came from. Cause I didn't actually know where the study came from, where she talked about like statistics of reviewers. Yeah. 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 So um, from what I remember, this was like 2019 end of 2019 mm. um, where she was giving this speech at this like gala that was focusing on like women and she was like the keynote speaker or something. Um, but she specifically cited like her thing was like, well, like, my movie like it wasn't solely because of that obviously she wasn't saying that either but Mm. like she was talking about how her film and then many films after that that were featuring women specifically in lead roles were like panned um but the thing that she pointed out was that a lot of these reviewers a majority a staggering majority of these viewers uh and these critics that were rating it were like white straight white men um Mm. And it was from the USC Annenberg Inclusion Initiative, I think, who do, like, these, like, reports and, like, studies of reviewers and, like, media in general. Yeah, and I do think that's, like, so she was talking about, what was it, that, like, some, like, bananas high number was, like, straight men and then even higher was, like, straight white men. It was was something like 70-some percent. Yeah, yeah. Which is really bad. (laughs) Yeah, because, so the movie has been getting... (laughs) a lot of hate and i do like some people do have like valid criticisms i'm sure we will also bring up like our criticism but i do think a lot of the hate is a little unfair because it's like i know that marvel movies in general aren't everyone's cup of tea right but like i don't know quantum mania was still worse i don't like (laughs) and i think that's what you said on twitter right ashley like people trying to pretend like this is the worst one is just like I mean, they are unfortunately getting the brunt of not only the the, the strike now that, you know, it's, it's over, yeah. but unfortunately the promo for it, you know, is, is long past due. Not only are they getting, you know, the consequences of that, but they're also getting the brunt of the quote unquote Marvel, I would say MCU fatigue specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That has been basically building up for at least a year now, I would argue maybe even closer to two. Um, yeah. And it's very aggravating because we've had these dog shit movies for about a year <laughs> and a half um, and no one wanted to say the quiet part out loud 
<laughs> and now that we have a movie with three women leads, two being people of color, of course, now is when fanboys specifically have so mm-hmm. much to say, this is the problem with Marvel. Like, no, this isn't even the worst mm-hmm. Marvel movie that came out this year. Quantum it isn't. Media, Quantumania <laughs> was the fucking worst. We had Secret <laughs> Invasion this summer. Um, last year, we had Love and Thunder. And the bitches didn't say shit. That was within the past year and a half alone. And those were movies <laughs> that were male-led, uh, two of them being white male-led. Mm-hmm. And of course, even when it comes down to Love and Thunder, but well, it was because they had Valkyrie and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, we're not going to sit here and act like on the very long list of shit that was wrong with Love and Thunder, Valkyrie or Jane right. Foster on that list. Even yeah. if you didn't like them, yeah. they're, not, they're not even in the top 30. So let's be serious. Um, and it's just very aggravating because now, especially after that variety piece, Everyone's yeah. taking that energy and gearing it towards the Marvels. And it's like, this is the buildup of a lot of shit that unfortunately it, they unfairly have become the target of that really does not yeah. have a lot to do with them. So it's very mm-hmm. extremely frustrating because once again, just like the first uh, Captain Marvel movie, we can't talk about the, well, I mean, we will hear, but like in general, you can't talk right. about the real criticisms around these movies because people are going to take it as a sign to be misogynistic. And it's like, yep. no. Yep. Yeah. Which is so fucking frustrating because it's like, you're right, Ashley. It's like if we, one of us like tweets something that is a critique, like then it would be like a slew of like douchey incel bros being like, yeah, that movie sucks. Those women sucked. And it's like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you shut up. Don't talk to me. Don't like engage with me. I'm like giving like actual critiques, not whatever the fuck you people are doing. Um, But yeah, I guess. Okay. So what did y'all think like in general of the movie? I think- I'm from Miriam, um, you had a really good review for Nerdist. Um, Ashley, I saw some of your tweets. I think mostly we agree, but I'm curious. Uh, Ashley, you go first. What do you think overall? I do feel like it was a fun film. I didn't leave yeah. thinking that it was, oh my God, that was fantastic. But like, if you got $20 to spare in an hour and a half where you don't want to be in the house, it's yeah. it's fine. I had some people who didn't like the fact that I gave it like a C minus, excuse me, I gave it a C plus. I would maybe move that a bit to like B minus, but okay. overall, like, cause the way that I weigh, at least, especially when it comes down to superhero films, you guys know my idea of a plus film is going to be into the Spider-Verse, both Spider-Verse films. Right. It's yeah. nowhere near that good. And yeah. so if I think mm-hmm. B film, I'm thinking like, you know, maybe the first Captain America movie or, or something mm. of that nature where like, I wouldn't say they're bad films, but would I be like, these are the best superhero films ever made? No, not that either, but I wouldn't say they were necessary. So that's why I would like, I would put it where it's nowhere near as bad as Quantumania, Love and Thunder. But when I think about the film, like the the average superhero film that I like, and then the really, really spectacular ones, I'm like, okay, you come in just, you come under these a bit. So I would maybe give you like B minus C plus. And some people were just like, isn't that a little? And I'm like, I I don't, I do, I do still stand by that in terms of the experience. It's no, it's not bad. I do feel like where it fell, unfortunately, well, again, we already talked about how it's a lot of different things, but like the general audience has kind of, I don't want to say yeah. completely tapped out, but it's like before Marvel movies were like, even with the obscure characters, everything yeah. felt like an event. I have to see it the day it drops. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And now unfortunately, this is also where Disney plus has been a thorn in MCU yeah. side because now people get to consider huh, I'm not in love with any of these characters. They seem kind of cool. I'll wait till next month when it's on Disney+. Plus. So it's like, yeah. and I fault anyone for that, especially when they did spend their money on Quantumania and Love and Thunder, and it was a waste <laughs> of it. I can't. So unfortunately, here we are. Yeah, yeah, that's, 
I, th- I think like um, with my nephew, they used to bring him and now they, my brother and my sister-in-law wait till it goes on Disney plus. Cause also Disney plus like costs fucking money. Right. Like yeah. mm-hmm. medium, I read your review, but tell everyone what you, so I know what you think, but tell everyone like overall what you thought of the movie. Yeah. Um, so personally, I feel like seeing uh, Monica, Carol and Kamala together was like the highlight. Like they really, they pulled yeah. like, you know, the audience into the film and kept us there. Um, I do think like personally, like as like a Miss Marvel, like diehard fan, it was just lovely to see her and her family um, also ground the movie. Yes. And like, you know, smaller stakes to some extent, because like, we'll t- I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but like the constant, like, Oh my God, the universe is ending, like gets a little old. So yeah. Um, yeah. seeing like Kamala be like, well, you're my family. I want to protect the universe because you're in it really felt like it was, a good emotional connect. Yeah. And, but yeah, I think like, like other Marvel movies, like suffers a little bit from like having to fit within a larger context into the next big thing. Um, yeah. But I think this has been something that ha- we've seen in like the past Disney plus shows and the past couple of movies as well. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. And I'm not sure if all the negative, cause you know, some of those reviews prior to the release were like, this is like the worst one. This is like, you know, I was, like you, Ashley, Quantumania is like, I'm like, okay, well, that movie was bad. If this is worse than that, I'm going to be really bummed because I love these three characters. And it just wasn't. I don't know. I had I had a lot of fun. Like, this is a movie, and I'm not saying it's my favorite MCU movie by any means, but this is a movie that, for me, is a movie I would probably put on Disney Plus as background while I'm, like, cleaning my room or something like that. Like, it feels like... like what I was thinking when I left the theater. <laughs> right. And like, that's not a bad thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's nice to have those things that are background that you do like, but you don't need to like fully pay attention to, right? Like, I think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's literally what my thinking is like, you know, I, like, for example, I wouldn't, like, you'd have to pay me to watch Love and Thunder again. Like, you'd have to. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my God. And even then, I would be like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, how much <laughs> am I struggling here? Am I, how, how's life going? Are my bills paid? Cause I don't know. Um, and then, you know, even with like quantum mania, the only reason I liked that movie at the time was because of the actor that they got to play the villain who right now yes. I'm in this great space with, cause we, we all know, right. Like, hello, like right. I'm not exactly a big fan of his anymore. So it's just like, no, I, I just, I feel like with this film, when I left, I was like, okay, for my friends, who like Marvel but are not diehard fans like me, I absolutely would be like, you can de- definitely wait for this to hit. You yeah, know, yeah. to get you. For my mm-hmm. friends who I know like these characters, like I have friends who really loved WandaVision, and I'm going to be honest with them. Like, I think there's enough Monica Rambeau in it that you're going to be happy. So I yeah. know, like, you're not struggling for money, and I know you ain't got shit to do this weekend, so definitely go <laughs> see it. So, you know, like, it's that type of, of, of That's thing. That's such a good like, review, Ashley. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know... Like Guardian, like to comparatively, Guardians of the Galaxy. I left, went to my friends. Was like, we have to all go see this. Oh, and yeah. literally, my cohort when I was still in school at the time, we went and we saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Like we were literally spread out because even though it was like day two or three of the movie, there was still it was still a pretty packed theater. Um, so we weren't even sitting next to each other, but like it was that good where we were like, all right, let's yeah. go see it again. You know, because it was it it truly was it, like yes. that movie genuinely felt like art. Like I would say mm-hmm. one of. It easily made my top 10 of MCU films, probably a little bit closer to the top even. Yeah. Um, and if someone asked me for like best films of, of the year, I, I would have to put Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 on it. It was very clearly a love letter from James Gunn yeah. to both the fans, 
saying bye to the MCU, to these characters. And he found a way to give them enough space to both let this be their goodbye if they wanted it to be. Like Zoe Sandana has said, she's kind of done with Gamora. Yeah. But enough room where if five years from now they decided to come back, they could, you know? Yes. So it was really beautiful and well done. It was truly art. Like I would, t- I would, t- I would peer pressure my friends to see that. I wouldn't peer pressure my friends to see the Marvel, but I would not <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, don't ever see this even when it's on Disney plus it's not worth it to even see for free. It's not that deep. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I, I just wish there's, cause you're right. It's like, there is some superhero fatigue, but like the previous MCU movie was like maybe one of like one of their best, I think. Um, and like, I, I rewatched that movie recently when it like first dropped on Disney Plus, but it was after my mother had died. So I fast forwarded literally yeah. every part with the animals. Oh. I was like, no, we're going to skip these scenes. Like, <laughs> And I still enjoyed watching it, but I was just like, oh, no, I'm going to cry too much of that. Let's not watch those parts um, because they really do hit. Right. The emotions are there. Mm-hmm. That being said, this movie also made me cry. I'm not going to pretend it didn't. Not as much, not nearly as much, but I I've seen a lot of people say there's no like depth and i don't know i i think of that the moment when they have to do their like mind meld thingy with like mm-hmm. i don't whatever the fuck it was i don't even really remember why but like when monica got to see which i was ashley i feel like you and i talked about this so much i was so happy we got to know that carol did go visit maria because i would have yeah, been yeah. so I pissed i was like if because not only would that have meant that like Carol really just dipped on them, but like also that would have meant that after Monica got blipped, that Maria was by herself. Yeah. So at least that lets me know, even though she was dying, at some point Carol was there with yes. her. Because yes. I'm like, mm-hmm. if that was the case, I if they end this with Monica never forgiving Carol, I 100% understand. Cause like, yeah. <laughs> right. Like for her to just leave for 30 years makes little to no sense. Yeah. <laughs> so it was good to I see that this, but it, yeah. it it still didn't especially to see that she was still trying to reconnect with memories and stuff like that wouldn't it make more yeah. sense to actually connect with them by doing that yeah in your memories yeah. like i feel like maria would have been able to bring you more of your memories than the the device thingy that you kept attaching to your mm-hmm. head so tried to make it fit but it really really didn't and then on top of that like I'm not going to lie. It was a little bit of a sore spot to see Carol moving into the house. Like you barely yeah. saw them. Now you get their property. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think also like for Monica to be relegated to another reality now as well felt a little mm-hmm. weird. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, like, okay, it's, it's, it's the black woman who's, who's bearing the brunt of all this now. Like, yeah, this literally ties into the first film. Mm, true. Like, wait, what do you mean? How? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, like, so, like, my problem with the first film is that, so I, first things first, comic book characters wise, like, I have two separate lists of favorite comic book characters and favorite, like, movie comic book characters. Yes. Yes. Comic book characters wise, uh, Monica Rambeau is in my top five, like, mostly just because, like, as a Black American hero, but also who actually had her parents in her life, like, it shouldn't be such a big deal. But when you consider so many comic book characters are like, right. orphans and stuff like that, like, it's like, wow, she has her parents and they support her. This is just like me. Um, <laughs> And so, um, you know, she's one of my favorite characters and they really completely changed. I mean, there's really no facet of her background that they didn't change to make it fit with Carol. Um, Where in the comics, they're not, they're not that close. Like their stories are not intertwined like this. And I get why they had to, I guess, to make it fit within the MCU and make it relevant to bring her in. 
Um, mm. But in the first movie, they very much made this Black family the, like, the outliers, or I shouldn't say outliers, but, like, the, just the, just tools to give Carol a decent background story that was, mm-hmm. I guess, semi-interesting, and it was very infuriating to me. Um, but I never really talk about it much because people, you know, would dogpile on that movie. I just didn't want to give them more. I wasn't trying to be part of the conversation of misogynist. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Um, yeah, yeah. And so while I am happy that they've given, you know, Monica so much more uh, to work with, um, this ending to both try and, you know, give us some inkling of the X-Men to hold on to, but also mm-hmm. we finally get Monica in, as a main player and now she's not in the reality anymore. It's like, as you were saying, it's just like, seriously, <laughs> wouldn't have yeah, kind of made yeah, yeah. a little bit more sense to even have Carol somehow be the one on the other end, considering how she ends up losing her powers to a certain mutant. That's what yeah. I was saying. I was talking about this with someone else and I was like, yeah, why wouldn't, because I feel like the thing with Carol also is, in my opinion, she should have gotten a trilogy before she was shoehorned into Endgame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just I would agree with that. In order for us to understand just how powerful she was, just how big of a player she is in the larger MCU, like it would have been great to see, like you know, her with Fury, her in space, her going back, like you know, like different growth. Um, but I think that's also why this film like suffered a little bit because they had to. Like, finally, Brie Larson gets more to do, like, more emotions to feel. But it's just, like, too little too late almost. But, yeah, I think Carol should have been the one on the other side. Also because it gives more room for both Monica and Kamala to grow into their own, separate from her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... It's... I, I do love that first Captain Marvel, but I very much see, like, both critiques that you both mentioned. And, like, I... I think... Even though, like, that is also a movie that I do find is, like, a fun background I put on when I'm, like, cleaning or doing something else. That, it really doesn't give her much character development. And, I mean, my only... I loved Endgame when I saw it, right? Now I can see the flaws. But even seeing Endgame, I was a little like, but wait, Carol, that's it? Like, we, they, like, like you said, they, like, we should have gotten more movies with Carol before she was shoehorned in Endgame. Because also she didn't really do much in Endgame, right? (laughs) it's just weird to do that if you're not i don't know especially like when she wasn't in half the movie i was like oh they're saving her for the end and then she comes in i was like oh this is gonna be cool and then it it was cool but you know then she gets knocked out and that's it we're still fighting thanos like she didn't feel like the big gun that they like said she would be so yeah i i'm glad that in this movie, I felt I was really glad that we did get more from Carol. I was glad that she was able to like emote more and we, she is a little bit harder, right? Like Kamala is the soft, super sweet teen. And I almost feel like Monica is like the in-between. Monica is like very good at what she does. Monica, like she isn't like cracking jokes, but she's like, you know, she'll like laugh at Kamala or whatever. And like Carol is more like stoic, like, Oh, I gotta be serious. But like, I think in this movie we saw her lighten up a little bit and I think that's due to like having companions and her even saying it's nice to have people in this ship. I don't know. I I see the critiques of this movie, but I feel like at the heart of it it's I do feel like it depends on if you're charmed by the three of them, right? Yeah, totally. And I for me I am. I'm charmed by the three of them. I liked I really liked the dynamic. 
I loved, I mean, you, you mentioned this earlier, like grounding it in reality with like having Kamala's family. I, I don't know. I think that really worked for me. And I did wonder if that wouldn't have worked for someone who hasn't seen Ms. Marvel or hasn't seen WandaVision. So they maybe don't, you know, like, why is Monica in space with powers? That's weird. Like last time we saw her in the movie, she was a little girl. So I do wonder that. And I, I've been thinking a lot about that in terms of how people speak about comic book movies. Like, oh, you have to watch this to watch that. And so I just finished Loki last night. And while this is not a Loki recording, I still, the thing Loki did, which I think the comic book movie should do. And because, right, sometimes you do when you're reading the comics need to have read this story to get this story, right? That's why they do the little asterisk thingies where it's like, see, you know, Avengers issue 450 to like know what they're talking about. As someone, as someone recently, maybe it was you, Ashley, said the movies need to start doing that because it does feel like they do. But I, I'm okay with that because that is very comic booky. Like characters do breeze in and out of each other's like stories. You know, I think of like how many times when like Wolverine's solo issue in the '90s would be like Black Widow's in like half an issue. You know, Jubilee comes in for like one line. And that, for me, that feels genuine to comic book writing and storytelling, and I like that. But Loki did the thing where they did that still, where it's like, yeah, 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 he talks about how he used to be an Asgard, he mentions that. But, and no spoilers, but they have a giant thing happen at the end. I don't, did either of you finish, Loki? No. Nope. I'm going to finish. <laughs> okay. you, could, you could, I mean, I know what happens, though. Okay, like, so yeah. not, not spoil, but there is a big thing that happens that, like, one part of my dumb nerd brain was like, well, wait a minute, what's everyone else doing while this is happening? And then I was like, Ian, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. This story is this story, and these are the characters in this story. And that is very comic book, right? Where it's like, yeah, Loki does mention his brother. He does mention his father. He mentions his past. But like, there's this big story going on. And no, not every hero has to be in every story because that's just how they work. And they would all be like bogged down by a zillion characters if they did. And I think that's like the MCU could start doing that. Like, sure, if we want to have like something, it doesn't always have to fully the story itself tie into, you know, it's almost kind of soap opera in comic books where, right, there'll be this world ending thing that's happening as like we see the X-Men having dinner in New York City and like they fight Pyro. But like in the Avengers, New York City, the world's ending. But it's like, yeah, that's fine. Like we can have both because maybe they're not at the same time, right? Um, I mean, I, I think I, I mostly basically agree with you. I feel also that, of course, Marvel's it's I mean, it's hard for them to do that because, of course, these are real life, you know, people right. and they'd have to drop in and all this other stuff. Um, I think we may get a little bit of a feel of that in Echo, ironically, um, because we already have you know seen like people like Daredevil are, are going to possibly be in it right. and, and stuff like that. Uh, and we kind of saw a bit of that, uh, you know, ironically in in Hawkeye when we yeah. got to see um, Yelena and and um, yeah. you know it's that, that that starts to feel a bit like the comic books of this random person comes in has this one issue kind of not dedicated to them but plays a significant role in this issue the way Yelena came in it was a significant role in like all of what one or two episodes but still got to yeah. feel like a good part of the show type of thing so. I feel like, and then also, you know, they were able to link it to um, Thunderbirds. So it's like, this didn't even have anything to do with that, but we're, now we're getting, you know, so it was there, it's possible, but it's going to be a little bit harder, but I do feel like on some level, that's how it's supposed to, to work. Um, mm. But I do get a little nervous because 
unfortunately we have a subsection of this of this fandom that just ties this into their entire identity to like old characters that they don't want to let go of and so yes. i worry a bit about like basically anytime you know certain characters come in people only showing up because they want um that character they love when they were 15 years old to always be there and it's like oh you're 31 now and you're balding so maybe it's time to let that go and you know let new characters get some space so that would be where my concerns would be a bit there but i do just you know i do agree with you for the most especially with the new characters i think yeah yeah i think this is also one of the main problems that like a lot of people have with the mc right now like well, if we don't see these characters off enough in their own projects and they don't get to like grow further, then we should see them in others. But like, this is kind of, I think with Miss Marvel as well, personally, like, I feel like, I feel like that show needs a season two just for us to get more of a sense of like how she grows as a hero and how comfortable she is in her powers now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause the first like, and like, you know, it'd be nice if they weren't just six episode seasons, but that's a whole different story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like I think as you were saying like it should be as if like they're all part of the same universe but it's just like kind of see a smattering here and there um and I I I would hope for there to be more like incorporation of these narratives even just like talk of them but that also can get like very like oh they're obviously referencing to this one thing it can get a little little too on the nose but yeah, I, I I don't I don't know where the line is in this particular case. I mean, we did see Valkyrie in this film, so yeah, there's that. Um, um, although that was also a surprise. I like didn't like it would have been nice to know like okay like Carol and Valkyrie are very close. When did I, that happen? I, I'm not sure. Wait, I need to tell you both and see what you both think because I know like my gay brain makes everything gay, <laughs> but I feel like they made it ambiguous enough so that it could be oh, these are two women that are in love with each other. These are two women that were dating and are no longer dating. Or they are just, like, very close friends. Like, Valkyrie, everything Tessa... Every line Tessa Thompson delivers of Valkyrie (laughs) is always, like, seeped in, like, flirtation, which I love. But I I don't know. I felt it, like, in that... What? That scene was, like, two minutes, right? And even their kiss, it was like, okay, these could be two people who are in love, but they're being professional because, like, they're, like, at work quote unquote um mm-hmm. so i could see it being like she's just kissing her on the cheek and like carol was kind of carol where she's a little blank and like not really emoting that much but clearly she likes this person you know what i mean clearly this is a person she spends time with and i could fully see disney you know i mean we got our first big gay hero like reveal in um eternals which was a movie that kind of was like pfft, and I did. Right. I thought that character was well done. I will not pretend mm-hmm. I did not like that movie, but I did think he was well done. Um, it was Fausto, right? Was that the character? Yeah. I forget their yeah. names. Yeah. Yep. I thought his scene was really well done. I liked that he had a husband, a family, but was still like, you know, the fact that he created the atomic bomb, we will not address. But like the family home <laughs> shit, I was like, okay, this is good. This is nice. I like that they are kissing. There's no ambiguity to it. So I feels like. That movie, which was like the most diverse movie they put out, and also one of my least favorite, of course, they'll put the gay character there. So it almost feels like, yeah, of course, they might test the waters with like the all lady teen movie and like see how people react. Um, And I haven't really seen a lot of people talking about it, but I felt 
they left it so like maybe they will have them date later or maybe later we'll learn they dated for a brief time and broke up um what did you two think i can see that yeah yeah i think like there definitely was some there's definitely was something right there. something right okay yeah <laughs> i i don't know if maybe love and thunder has scorned me forever i just feel so look uh, Valkyrie and Carol Gitch have gotten shipped a lot in terms of the fandoms. Yeah. So it kind of just feel, felt like a throw for the ones who do ship them to give mm-hmm. just enough for them to be happy with without leaning into it too much. Because considering the fact that like the, the, the closest that they've ever, I mean, we, we talked, I think I, we, I actually did the love and thunder one with, with you yeah. where all they did with Valkyrie was let her kiss a woman's hand. And yes. then even when it comes oh, yeah. down to Carol and Maria, we never, I mean, shit, until literally this week, we thought, you know, Carol just dipped for 30 years and right. came back. So it's like, even with the closest, you know, uh, relationships we got, the closest we we really have is, is Fastos, which I feel like was really more so their attempt at, what I'm, I'm going to say Oscar bait. And I hope that's not, like, I feel like, because that's what they thought they were doing with Eternals. Like they thought that was yeah, really yeah, yeah. Winning film. And when it ended up not being it, I feel like everything just got tossed into the fray. And so while I, I, I feel like it, I don't want to call it baiting because I don't think that's mm-hmm. necessarily what it was. I do just feel like they're, I, I, I've given complete hope in them ever actually leaning into anything um, like that. Just because at mm-hmm. this point they've had about damn near a dozen opportunities, most mostly with Carol or Valkyrie and have avoided it completely. So I just feel like it was just enough to keep people like us happy and guessing and literally sitting here to like, could they have? And like, that's what they want (laughs) to be able to say they could have without them ever having to confirm whether they did or not so that we can convince Mm. ourselves we got queer representation, but give them just enough deniability so that when someone who's upset says something, they can say, well, they're not dating. So it's like, I don't want to give Disney that. I fully understand that rant because I'm going to give you both my very insufferable, like animated (laughs) Disney rant. So, like, every time on social media, because, you know, Disney's done it a thousand times, like, their first gay character, like, every other year, there's always people who are like, oh, actually, this character in this animated series from the 90s was clearly gay. And I'm like, "Ah, ah, I am not giving them credit for us reading that character as queer. There's Mm. absolutely no way I'm giving a company credit for having, like, any sort of LGBTQ character that was, like, coded or that, like, could be read as queer. Like, unfortunately, you know... If it's a, not to bring up whatever, but I always go back to Buffy, right? In Buffy, we had Willow. She was explicitly said she was a lesbian. And then in the last two seasons, we had Andrew, who it was kind of like, he's not really saying he's gay, but we could assume. That's the only time that I will like say, I don't mind if a character is like, oh, you kind of have to like see. Because like it was during Apocalypse, of course, he's not going to find a romance. The char- The actor is gay. Maybe we were just reading into it, but if we already have established queer characters, I'm okay with like some of them being like, ooh, are they or aren't they? But there's no way I'm giving credit to just having are they or aren't they. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Or is that like me being, <laughs> I don't know, is that me being a buzzkill? No, no, no. <laughs> I just, I think, yeah, it makes complete sense. I think for me is just with, if it maybe was any other company that has actually given a shit about, right, yeah. you know, real rep. I, I'd give them probably more grace. Um, right. Marvel, I, I, I'm just yeah. done. After Love and Thunder, where they literally called it a gay film and then we got what we got, I'm, I'm 
I'm not oh at that God. place anymore to be looking too into anything, I think. Because my main thing, even with the Rambos, I was like, if you're going to erase Frank Rambo, if you're going to change Monica's complete story like this, then at least, you know, either completely lean, lean into it or, you know, then, you know, or give some a better justification. And then they still, yeah. they still gave us, you know, Maria and Carol are, are, are besties and no real explanation mm-hmm. for why. Monica's entire backstory of having the family unit that she had disappeared because right. having Carol who disappeared on her supposed to now fill in this father figure role. I'm like, that's, that's just as much a stereotypical uh, father <laughs> that a black woman has as is already written. She, he left, she left to get milk one day and never came back. Like, that's just, come on. That's, so if that's what you were going to do, I feel like I, I I'm, I'm just at a place where I'm like, I'm, I'm no longer giving them that grace. Either they completely yeah. say it and I say, finally they did. Or I'm I'm just not going to give it to them because they they yeah. haven't done anything to earn it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. That's like the only because I know people are being like, oh, well, we read this character is queer, and I'm like, yes, no, I I agree, but like I don't give anyone credit for like a character being read as queer unless unless we have other queer characters that are fully out and have said they are queer and like, okay, maybe there's a character who you're like, hmm, I'm not sure where they land on the spectrum of like sexuality, and that's okay because we do have, you know, it's the same thing I said with um. It part two, which I never will shut up about. Did either of you see those movies? No, sorry, not a horror person. Okay, it's not the first one. The first one's very good. Yeah, I didn't get good reviews about the second one, so I was. The second like, one I'm is good. garbage, yeah, um, and especially considering how good the first one is, it's almost impressive how bad the sequel is. But the <laughs> sequel opens with a fucking hate crime, and this gay oh, couple God. is like beaten by people at a carnival, and we're. The, the conceit is, oh, Pennywise causes people to be, you know, evil and whatever. But, like, not only do they beat up this gay couple, they throw the guy off a bridge and he gets eaten by Pennywise after being fucking hate That's crazy. Right? And, like, also, I, I don't like that that sort of idea because it kind of feeds into this thing that, like, if people are that yes. barbaric to marginalize people, it's because of, like, mental illness or something's yes. wrong with them. And it's like, no, because mm-hmm. we go through oppression mm-hmm. every day by people who literally end up winning presidencies and shit so that's, <laughs> right. Not, that's right. not it i don't like Ashley, that at all fuck I, I love when you and i are aggressively agree <laughs> um, because yeah i had that argument with someone who was like well gay people can be killed in horror movies i was like yes absolutely but this gay couple is fucking hate crimed and that's the opening of the movie and then we don't get another gay character until the very end of the movie when we like shoehorn in that like Bill Hader's character was in love with one of the guys because he writes it on something at the end of the movie. So it's like, look, there was another gay character, but like that, give me a fucking break. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, and like you said, Ashley, I don't like the like, Ooh, well the, they only did a hate crime because they were controlled. And it's like, no, 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 people do that anyway. And like, I don't know. I just don't like if that's the, I don't, yeah, I just, that was what I argued a lot of people about that because I understand, yes, in a, in a, in a better world, yeah, a gay couple can be, you know, the opening kill of a horror movie and that is fine. We don't have any other like gay characters, but we have so many other movies with gay characters that it's fine. But like, unfortunately we do not. Um, so yeah, the opening kill being a gay couple hate crime fucking to death is not great. But yes, speaking of, I, you both have brought up really good, um, mentions of the family dynamics. I wanted to talk about the characters and their families because I am a sucker for mm-hmm. chosen family stories. Um, and the MCU 
does and doesn't do Chosen Family well, I think. Because sometimes it's like the Avengers are like a family. Sometimes they are just like coworkers. But like yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, for me, that's a thousand percent Chosen Family mm-hmm. and done really well. Um, and I thought Carol, Monica, and Kamala had maybe like some of the best like chosen family team member dynamic since guardians. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm curious, um, Ashley, what'd you think of that dynamic? That's, I 100% agree. If I'm going to be honest yeah. with you, I think the movie's main saving grace, both yes. um, like figuratively and literally is that di- dynamic between the three of them. Um, you can, you can feel it in terms of the actors off screen a bit too. Yes. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that, and, and I, you know, we, I think we talked about this when we talked about volume three as well, is that the Guardians, when they're going to save Rocket, it does not feel like they have to save a fellow superhero. Like they were like, that's our brother. Everybody get the fuck on this ship. We're about <laughs> to just start blowing stuff up until, <laughs> our, you know, he's safe again. Like even, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Chris Pratt hater through, to my core, but when he broke down those five seconds when we thought Rocket was gone, I was like, they gave him, they gave that raccoon more emotion than the Avengers <laughs> gave Natasha when they find out she wasn't coming back. Um, well, so, you know, 100%. Well. <laughs> um, <Uh-oh. laughs> but I will say, you know, like, for example, the the double Dutch scene, for example, was like yes. perfection. You know, it was like, oh, yeah. I know people often critique the fact that, like, the one time, the only time we really felt like we got those type of family moments from the Avengers was like, Age of Ultron when they're sitting down, like yeah, who yeah. can pick up the hammer type of shit. Which, like, that's what I would do if I was a superhero. I don't want to just. Oh yeah. This is not my entire personality. Like one of my co coworkers, friends, whatever, has a magic hammer. Hell yeah, I want to see if I can lift it. Um, <laughs> and so, like those type of moments, we don't get them as much, but we got them in Age of Ultron. And like this scene really felt like three super powered human beings. You know, they have a mission to get to eventually, but right now, like this is what they're doing, and it definitely was like the the better moment, honestly, of the film to, to yeah. me. And I think, um, you know, chosen family, also the scenes of Kamala's actual family. Cause it's like, your, your, your kid is a super powered human being. What does that realistically look like? And I feel like we finally got a look into it. Even when her mom is like, if that, if that woman, you know, hurts you, I'll kill her. And <laughs> Kamala that. not translating for Monica and Carol. Cause it's just like, please don't, don't make me do that. <laughs> um, and, you know, of course the dynamic, I love how, Carol and Monica, the actresses, Brie and, and Tiana, able to like go from aunt and niece into like this other sort of familial dynamic with when Kamala's in the room. Yeah. But you do get this tension mm-hmm. of like this, I mean, Tiana, I mean, not Tiana, Monica is rightfully, even even the beginning when they're on the the boys com with Fury and, you know, Monica's sort of like, I don't, I don't want to talk to her right now. Like, I don't, I don't want to reunite with yeah. her like this and stuff and like i felt that shit because i have you know, i feel like some yeah. of us with our families especially complicated we have we've had that before where it's like we know you know we have family members we haven't spoken yeah. to in a while and it's like i don't know when i'm ever going to get to it i'm just not in that space right now um i feel like that was probably like the number one that really keeps th- that's what makes the film actually enjoyable yeah. i would say it is yeah. a fun film yeah yeah i would agree that's how often do you see like I think with the Avengers as well this is my complaint but like how often do you see like a superhero team like training with each other and like you know having fun with it yes but I think we don't really see that with the rest of the teams that we have seen in the MCU and I thought it was a valuable part where we were like oh okay they're like actually working it out and like they're not perfect as soon as they get to the fight like they do mess up but 
Um, I really liked their dynamic. I think it, they bounced off each other really well. Um, and, you know, I love Kamala's family as well. I think, like, there are some, they still continue to keep those, like, cultural and, like, religious aspects um, very specific. Like, that one scene with the family and the ship crash landing alongside Nick Fury was absolutely hilarious. Um, <laughs> I was sitting next to my also, like, Pakistani Muslim friend, and we were just like, oh, my mm. God, no way they're doing this. Um, which is, you know, nice to see that like, oh, okay, there's like such specific things that like, we can laugh the hardest at. Um, and yeah. they're not translated. Um, but yeah, like, I think, generally, the focus on family and like, you know, the really like, human emotional beats was was really pulled the film, like, you know, through. Yes. I yeah, I that's why I do think like, it does rely on you being charmed. Like I can see if someone mm -hmm doesn't love even one of these characters i could see them being like and eh, the movie didn't really work for me because i don't yeah. love carol i don't love monica like all right then i can buy that because like i do love the three of them and i'm very charmed by their dynamic um mm -hmm. i do want to talk about kamala's family because i really didn't think we would get this much of them i mm -hmm. thought you know what we saw in the trailer when like carol's in the house and then monica's talking to them i was like oh we probably get that one scene of her family and that's it um and, you know, we talked about this when we covered Ms. Marvel, but I love that they keep, like, you know, I mean, again, a Puerto Rican family is different, but, like, culturally, that's, like, oh, my mom would have been, like, I'm going in that fucking spaceship. What are you talking about? Of course I'm going in the spaceship. Like, Ian can't go by himself. And, like, <laughs> she would have also said something in Spanish, like, I will kill her if something bad happens to you. And I would have been, like, yeah, she said die. Like, you know, um, and I feel like I just loved that we kept the family the way we saw them in the show because that is how we met her family, that her mother absolutely would be like, we are going. Like, there's not a question. We have to go too. And then like, I forget, was, is it the the dad that's talking to someone and he's like, oh, I have some, I have, he's like, I think he has like investing like advice yeah, for the yeah, one yeah. guy. The guy's like, oh, I'm 300 years old. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I, I loved seeing her family even if we hadn't gotten the show, I think that's important to show like this teen girl has like a family that supports her. Right. Because, mm -hmm. you know, even if we didn't get the show, she still is a teenager. She still is a kid. So yeah, it makes sense that her family would be even more worried about their daughter who, you know, is a superhero in Jersey city, but isn't like fighting Thanos is going into space. I could understand like me as a parent being like, I'm a little worried that my, you know, teenage child is going into space to fight aliens um when she's just like maybe like stop some robberies in town um so yeah i i really liked that i i was so charmed by everything with the family and i liked seeing nick fury have to be the one that's like kind of like ushering them around i don't know i thought i also think they played off nick fury really a really like no nonsense mom having to talk to Nick Fury, just, I don't know, that worked really well in my brain for me. I don't know how either of you mm -hmm. felt. <laughs> Definitely. Even the scene when they're with the, and I know like, I know they're not actually cats, but when um, the brother is praying and Nick Fury is like, are you praying? It's like, don't stop. We need all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was definitely a better comedic reflection of how Nick Fury can still have this like leader, yeah. serious component to him while still, you know, kind of in a way in this film serving as um, some comic relief to an extent as well. Um, so yeah, I absolutely loved 
that dynamic. I think it also is a realistic portrayal of like, because I feel oftentimes when we see these movies, at the end of it, we are sort of like, where the fuck are their parents? Because it's like, you <laughs> right, know, look, right. yeah, you're a superhero. Like there's a decent balance with with Aunt May and Spider Man now, even right? You know, like yeah, we do yeah. see Aunt May. We, I mean, shit, Aunt May went out because even though her nephew is a super powered individual, he needed help. She wasn't running away. Then she didn't yeah. care. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I feel like realistically, those are the portrayals because that's what a parent figure. That's what your parent would would do. So I feel like even though I was shocked to see them in it for so long, I do feel like at least in my opinion, it wasn't overkill because i'm just like what what responsible family unit lets their kid go into space and never and isn't being overbearing and checking in on them especially one as tight as the one we saw in the show right exactly yeah. i don't care if you're marvel like she dipped on her niece i don't know what she'll do for you <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no i think the sibling dynamic between kamala and amir is still very accurate <laughs> like yeah. um the way he's like willing to show up for her but still like tease her relentlessly so something of them um but (laughs) yeah i really like that um i think like like i was saying before like it really helps to ground these people uh beyond just like the universe ending stakes because we've seen that like often at this point um and i think that is where like especially with we haven't even talked about the villain yet because she (laughs) like you know (laughs) for a good reason um yeah like she could have been elaborated more and just like felt less but more like a plot device going, like, oh, there's a universe threatening, like, you know, situation. Right. We need to go handle it. But there could have been more, like, commentary, I feel like, on, this is getting away from the family stuff, but, like, there could have been more commentary on, like, Carol's, like, you know, incredible power and her just going in, like, without thinking and acting. Yeah. But, yeah, I think the family dynamic has been done really well to, like, also keep us engaged with, like, okay, yeah, like, they're actual people who we should care about. Yes. Um, beyond just, like, you know, massive destruction going on and we don't really see the impacts of it yeah yeah so i guess we'll jump to our villain whose name is evading me does anyone remember darbin darbin Darbin. okay i every critique i've seen of her i'm like yeah i mean i just feel like but again this is movie gets the brunt of like that's very typical in the mcu right like yeah 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 i i don't know i'm like yes that is a critique i have had of the movies since you know, the beginning of the MCU when it used to always be like random man in a suit who is bad. And I like never cared. I mean, I think she did the best with what she had. And she's also Tom Hiddleston's wife, right? Zawe yep. Ashton. Yep. Yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't have much aside from that. I do wish at the end when they negotiated with the villain, I was like, all right, that might be kind of interesting if we keep her alive because like, they did help her because her mm-hmm. like, you know, again, it's like one of those Marvel things where that like Falcon and Winter Soldier did where it's like, wait a minute, this villain has a point and a full reason to be angry. Oh, now we're going to make them do a bunch of murder. So that way, like it makes yeah. sense that they're a villain um, because she had every right to fucking hate Carol, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> like Carol decimated her homeworld and then never went back to help. <laughs> um. So I liked that. I thought that was like, oh, cool. We're kind of seeing Carol's fuck-ups. And I like that we got them. I just wish we had paused on that a little bit more to be like, hey, like, you are the one that did this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you never, like, fixed it. And I think it's a a bigger theme of the fact that, and you see this in comics, a lot of the villains 
yeah. are people who were created by the superheroes who mm-hmm. go in, make decisions, decide that they're the ones who get to make those decisions because no one can tell them what to do. And, you know, it, you know, we're finally seeing, I mean, like, for, I think the closest we got into that sort of after effect is like Ultron, who yeah. is right. the brainchild of fucking Tony and Bruce. And, you know, even I do agree with you. It's just like, I, I wish they had kind of kept Darbin around even because like, again, this is again, something that Guardians does better is that high evolutionary wasn't killed. So if they wanted to get back to that or, you know, something of that nature, they could, but also we never see him again. Like it's, it's plenty believable that he's indisposed forever as well. So it's like as great as many like loose ends as that movie ties, he somehow managed to keep just enough room for Marvel to do whatever it is that they choose to do now that he's left. Mm-hmm. And someone I think called Darbin the villain of the week, which basically, yeah, that's what these villains yeah. in the MCU are feeling like, <laughs> so true. which is really un- unfortunate. Like you can't, you know, I mean, like, look at what you just did with Loki. Like, and that was because Loki was tied into so much more than just one movie, yeah. like, obviously, but it's like, yeah, you can yeah. do that. You know, we have these relationships with with the, the villains where you can do some further stuff with them, but instead, you know, I don't know, they fall into this trap of of basically obliterating like all of them. And um yeah, I I, I it's rather unfortunate because if we're being honest, a lot of good superhero stories really do come down to the villains yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean I mean Batman's cool, but we all get more excited when we hear the Joker's gonna mm-hmm. be in it, right? So it's like Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's funny. I was thinking about that. I went to Batman as soon as you were talking about that. Cause like, isn't there an episode? I mean, we're co- <clears throat> promo. We're covering the animated series over at the um, Patreon, but Ooh. isn't that episode, the trial all about them putting him on trial for like creating them. Isn't that like one of the episodes of the animated series? Can't remember. Regardless. I agree with you. It's like, so I, the reason I even started wanting to cover that cartoon for the Patreon is because when, Max, when they first announced like HBO Max might fully dissolve or whatever, I was like, ooh, let me watch all the things that I've been meaning to do. And that was like a rewatch I'd been meaning to do. And I like binged it all in January and I fucking loved it. And I was like, wow, this still holds up. And to your point, Ashley, the most boring episodes are the ones that revolve around Batman and a crime boss. Like it's like cooler when it's like Catwoman or the Joker or Harley Quinn or Poison. Like those are the more like the best episodes are like ones that center the like big villains because they're fun to watch. So yeah, I, I, that's why I do think she, Darbin would have been more interesting if like they did make that deal with her. They could still have the same fucking ending, right? They still could have gotten there. And like, she is now the like emissary from Cree or whatever that they do have to deal with. And she fucking hates them. Yeah. But like begrudgingly works with them because they did fix her error or whatever. Um, Like, I think that would be more interesting. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. like, there could have been so much, well, you know, this is, this is the MCU at its finest. There could have been so much more commentary right. and there was not. Um, but I think like, especially like, you know, considering everything that is happening in Gaza right now, like the, right. Com- the sort of commentary about like, well, these people were literally occupied and like now they have to leave because their land and their planet is gone. Like the scrolls right. that were there, there is so much potential there to see, Captain Marvel, who now has a marriage of convenience to a prince on another planet, be a part of this larger galaxy of where there's all these politics and empires and things like that. But I mean, realistically, will we ever see that elaborated on beyond just several villains of the week? I don't know, which is unfortunate because there's a lot of potential there to see more discussion that like, you know, could be more interesting. And that kind of is like a MCU, like 
lifelong problem, yes. I guess. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, I think I'd go back a lot to like Falcon and Winter Soldier when it was like, um, they were almost saying something. And then yeah. they're like, nah, let's not. Um, and then Falcon, at the end, Falcon like turns in, like he gets like the cap shield. He's, he becomes Captain America. And then is like, the people he scolds are like the minorities that are in that helicopter. And it's like, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was surely to be safe, right? Then people couldn't say, oh, they like hate white people or whatever fucking dumb shit those people say. Like, I have no doubt it was on purpose, like women and like people of color that were the ones he was lecturing. Um because, yeah, it's like they almost get there with saying that's why I'm surprised they let She-Hulk rag on, like, those shitty male fans so much, like, openly in the show. Because normally they, like, like to say something without actually saying something. But yeah. And also, to, to your point of they could have, I think, uh, and I know people don't love Captain Marvel and they feel it, like, is, like, military propaganda. But I feel like Captain Marvel surprisingly a little bit more, at least, like, kind of like touched on like people villainizing immigrants that was all you know fully undone by everything else they've done with the scrolls and like mm. secret invasion yeah which, yeah but you know what i mean okay. like they at least tried in that movie to like a little bit say something i don't know yeah i mean i mean even the even this movie with um the with the scrolls and their home and it being destroyed and his his reply to her but you know when she said you have to get your people off off the planet or whatever. And she was like, we don't have anywhere to go, um, yeah, yeah. which reflects a lot. So it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, that is yeah. quite literally the story of many of people who have, um, who have came here just to be told by others, go back to your, you know, it's like, do you, do you know the, the position that um, so many people who have had to travel to find a new home, but that, that they've been in. So it's like, even this one, I would say has, was able to um, touch on that. And I, I say that to an extent because we know that this movie is is as Disney, who of course has played its right. <laughs> so, but I just say that to say that in yeah. terms of the larger story around um, people who I know will go to see who may see this film, or you know, even going back to like the first uh, movie of people who 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 have immigrated and things like that. Um, I do feel like that allegory was definitely touched on. It's still a representation to an extent, even um, in this film. But you know, I think it. it it basically just there's certain things that that could have been been better. It, you know, Disney has a Disney Marvel, whichever it has a good tendency to like touch on things. Just I mean, this goes back, of course, to me bitching about Falcon and Winter Soldiers. Like, let's touch on it just <laughs> enough, as you just should. enough, and then <laughs> we're gonna completely move on. Like, this is <laughs> nothing because it's like still, it's just like so. What happened to to those scrolls that are now in Asgard? And also, how's Asgard mm-hmm. doing? Because last we saw them. Um, you know, didn't look like they may have extra land to be given away there. So how's that gonna work? But you know, we'll just get to it in six years from now, whenever they decide to, <laughs> whenever they decide to reference it again. Right. You know, it's funny. Like it's like they, you know, uh, I just learned my like racist side of my family was like we. I mean, we knew this. I've known this since growing up that like. My dad's family, portion of them did not love that he married my mother. My dad is everything white. My mother was born in Puerto Rico. One of his cousins told him, well, your parents didn't like you marrying a foreigner. And I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> Puerto Rico was literally part of America. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> there are still people who think that way today. I know. Yeah, there really are, right? <laughs> like, like, for example, you know, my second favorite comic book character is Miles fucking Morales. Do you know the conversations I have to have to, to let people understand he's not half immigrant, that both his parents are from America because he's Puerto Rican and Puerto Rico is in the U.S.? <laughs> so like, many people don't know that. American character. It's, in, it's, it's, it's still 2023 and we still have the conversation. <laughs> So stupid. <sighs> so let's move on to um, Kamala in general. I, 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 I've seen some people like not be too happy with the like feeling, and I, you know, valid whether I felt that way or not. Like that she was a little bit too sidelined in the movie. I, I loved her. I thought she did have development, but I'm curious what y'all thought. Like I, I did like. We end up with her starting her own Avengers, whether they'll be called Young Avengers or not, mm-hmm. is to be seen. But I like for me that felt like her coming into her own. But I'm curious, Medium, what do you think? Yeah, I think like I think the main thing was like her fangirliness, like and and like they pulled it back, like I feel like just at the right time, but they could have done it more. But like it was mm. a little bit of it was a lot of like oh my god like I'm like and like of course yeah. she is a fan girl like she's obviously going to yes. act like that but in a movie where we're supposed to see some like you know movement it see it felt like there could have been just a little bit more but I'm leaning towards a more optimistic view that with this new team that she's going to be leading and like you know um the potential for that to show her as a leader because Kamala is a leader in the comics like she always has been champions and like part of several teams and all that but I think there is that like potential it's just like how optimistic are you that like the MCU is going to do that that is totally Mm. subjective that is very fair yes because (laughs) like Ashley like you just said the scrolls are living in Asgard maybe we'll address that in six or seven years so who knows (laughs) and also just for people who aren't from like in the comics and we kind of saw this in the movie as well where Kamala sort of has this awakening when she like because she vision these 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 are you know her universe's idea of of soup of celebrities then she right. becomes a superhero she starts meeting these celebrities and you know it becomes the perfect representation of never meet your your hero of never meet yes. your um, type of thing because slowly she gets to this place of like i don't want to be like them yeah um, and so we and we started to see that just a wee bit when especially when the first time they really worked together and Carol says, you know, we save who we can save. And so that sort of like um, idealistic vision that she has of Carol in her head starts to get to deteriorate it just a little bit because now it's like she has a very real, now she's starting to get a real understanding of what being a superhero is and how it's mm-hmm. not always you know, the rainbows and being a girl boss. Like she's kind of made Carol out to be in her head. Um, and so I do think that, I can see them leaning towards that, but to be completely fair, in 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 Kamala's early comics, she one hundred percent really is a fangirl, and like literally, telling yeah. Wolverine about yeah. the the fan fiction that she wrote about him. Like, it's, yeah. like it she she. So I can't. I understand for some people who maybe aren't familiar with the character or love the character. You know, I can see why it may be annoying to them, but like Marvel did do a good job in that. That is her characterization. Yeah. No. I and I think. Yeah. I could see, I can see where you're talking about though. Like maybe like some folks found it too much. Cause I definitely in my brain, like was like, Oh, this like tracks. And I love, I like myself loved it, but I could see where it would like mm-hmm. 
become a little grating to some people. Um, or like, like you said, just like if they had peeled back a little sooner, because I did, I did like that moment on the scroll, whichever planet it was that like, I keep dropping things um, <laughs> that fully gets destroyed. When Kamala looks like fucking pissed at Carol. And like, I like that. That's shit. I like where it's like, Ooh, like she's been fangirling and now she's kind of like, what the fuck? What do you mean? We're leaving these people. Um, even though like realistically, this is one of those things where like, I don't know, I go back and forth cause I'm like, well, Carol is so super powered and Monica, her powers aren't like fully defined. Like, I don't know. And it's like, feels like they could have done a little bit more or like Carol could have like lifted the planet or some shit. I don't know. Um, but like, you know, if every if everything's blowing up, you need to, you do need to, you know, save who you can save. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I kind of get that, but I also would be really upset to be like, I see these people still running like, and we're leaving. Are you kidding me? Um, so I don't know. I, I liked that. It didn't fully like vilify Carol, but you understood why Kamala was like so disappointed in her hero because to her, Carol could never do any wrong. Carol will always save the day, always save everyone. Um, so for me, I liked the lead up to that of like the look and God, Aman Vellani is so good. The like blank look on her face, right? Like I was like, oh, you poor little angel. I'm so sorry that like you're going through all this shit and you're like a fucking kid. Like God. (laughs) Yeah. I think like there's leaning into the optimistic view where like Kamala in the comics, she distanced herself from the Avengers because she was like, well, they're not helping to build back up anymore. Like that's her main like you know complaint that they're like well we can't the avengers are like well we can't like help everyone rebuild all the time and she's like i just fundamentally disagree with that um and so she separates herself from the avengers so there might be potential to do that with this new team as of now who we only know that like there's kate and possibly cassie um so i'm curious to see i'm actually very curious to see where that goes and what that ends up becoming um, yeah. because that could be very intriguing to see exactly what a new generation of heroes would do. Yes. No, I agree. And, you know, now that you mentioned that, I'm like, I wonder if they will go like the champions route, if like, they'll have it be, oh, she's calling them the champions because she didn't love, you know, kind of like in the comics where it's like, she doesn't love that the yeah, Avengers yeah, yeah. don't try to save everyone. Like, I wonder if they'll do that because that would also make sense. Um, you know, and I saw people being like, oh, she's never been part of the like Avengers and it's like but actually she was I don't know like I I I really I don't remember who wrote do either of you remember I don't remember who did that run when they kind of like redid the Avengers and they were like weren't they in Jersey City during her run wasn't that like the they were like a Tony Stark building in Jersey City I think but it was like with Falcon as Cap god in that point did they call him Captain America in the comics Ashley do you remember I can't remember when they started calling him Captain America when they like brought back steve rogers i don't remember who's Sam wilson yeah um i don't i don't i don't, yeah, I don't remember but whatever it was i think sam wilson was the leader and then it was like tony stark and her and vision and like two other people and i really did like that run i never read the whole thing to be honest but i read like the first two or three trades um and i liked her on the team and i also saw like i don't know i think she is such a fresh it's weird to say this because also that comic book character is what, like 20 years old at this point almost. Um, But it's like a fresh young voice. And it's like having this younger character interact with these like characters that are heroes, but are still a little bit like, yeah, I've been doing this a long time. This isn't like exciting. This isn't fun. I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, 
don't have the excitement that she does. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Monica. What we think about Monica? Cause, uh, Ashley, I know that you, how much you love Monica. Um, I liked her in this movie. I, I was a little bummed until we got the moment of her seeing her mom. I felt like we're not really addressing this shit enough. And then that moment I fucking cried because also going back to Kamala, I love, love that. Like Monica is like, no, it's fine. And it's crying. And then Kamala goes and hugs her. And she like waves Carol over to hug her too. And it's like, this fucking teenager has a lot more emotional maturity than the rest of you two. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And I think it's because Monica and Carol are just harder, right? They've been through a lot of shit. So they are a little harder and a little like reticent to be like, yes, let's hug it out. But well, Kamala's still like excited and excited about life. Sorry, go ahead, Ashley. No, I was just going to say, because we see Monica's empathy in in WandaVision. Yes. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I think why we see her being so hard is because how do you really... It's the there's this little girl who's used to being able to turn to her aunt Carol and then the adult yeah. who's like you've been out of my life for three decades, um, and so it's like that's a really tough place to 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 yeah. be in. I wouldn't really want to be emotionally vulnerable with someone like that either. Um, yeah. It's I, I wish they had. I think they did what they could with the with the moment, but they they kind of didn't get a blow up moment. Or to, to, to honestly, I don't know, just let Tiana yell, excuse me, mm. to let Monica yell at Carol because yeah. it was called for. Like, I don't know really what else. Because, I mean, even the 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 scene where we go back kind of in time because they're, they're looking at their memories. And, like, when Maria's like, I need you to take care of Goose. And it's very clear she means Monica. And it's like, well, you didn't fucking do that. So, yeah. you know, it's, I mean, if anything, that would have pissed me off more because it's like, so it's good to know you didn't let my mom die by herself. But she told you to be there for me. And when I came back, no one was there, you know, like, cause like, you know, Carol clearly knew that everyone who had been dusted came back. Okay. You have to fight Thanos. Maybe while everyone else is mourning Tony, who you barely fucking knew, you could go check in on your (laughs) niece. (laughs) You're right. I forgot. She does. She didn't barely fucking know him. You didn't fucking know him. Why are you standing at his, I mean, I can get it to be, to, 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 to in terms of respect or whatever the right, fuck, yeah, yeah. But so clearly, when that all happened, you did not immediately go check in on your niece because yeah. why? Imagine, I mean, can you imagine finding out your mother died and you weren't you weren't there? Like as someone yeah. who lost her mom to cancer, that would be a double whammy. You'd have to yes. if someone doesn't get me when I jump off this bridge. That's it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like you know. So it's just like. Um, anyways, I say all of that to say that I don't think we really got the emotional moment between the two of them that we could have, we should have gotten to answer for that. It was, we got this like little moment, we got this sort of like Passover scene of Carol be like, I didn't want you to see me like that. And it's like, okay, fine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I guess, cool. (laughs) So it was, you know, but that being said, I think Tiana, Tiana Paris has, fucking phenomenal job she is so good yeah makes me even more mm-hmm. frustrated that we get so i do think we got a good number of her from here but it, i think it maybe goes back to what Miriam was saying earlier it was me the mary one of you said about um carol should have been brought in earlier so we could yeah. have gotten yeah. more because not only would that have meant more from carol that would have meant more from if you are gonna tie uh, monica's story in here that means we would have gotten her earlier um yeah. and you know instead of us finally looking like you know, this movie's going to end where their stories can maybe de- be developed somewhere. And instead it's like, oh, 
and now she's trapped on the other side. So I guess we're just mm-hmm. going to, you know, breeze past the fact that she got all of, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes with her aunt again. It's just, um, yeah. So I, I, I love her down. I, I don't know what the future, I mean, you know, uh, am I allowed to skip to the, to the post-credit scene? We, we will talk about that, but yes, if you want to briefly, but we'll, we'll, we'll we're going to go to Carol later. and then we'll yeah. talk about that's, that. That's, that's, okay. yeah. So we'll get to that later. The only thing I was going to mention is that emotional beat. I did, when, when Monica sees her mom and starts like crying, mm-hmm. I was like, man, this like hurts. And I thought we like breezed by that too fast where she's like, oh shit. And it, like, it's like, ha look, there's like a, which I will not say anything bad about because I still loved that, but I wish we had like stayed on that emotional beat for a little bit where she's like, I'm seeing my dead mother again. I did not get to say goodbye to her. Like, holy fucking shit. And like, we kind of like undercut that emotional beat with our cameo, but yeah, whatever. Uh, um, yeah. What do we think of Carol in this movie? I, I really do like Carol Danvers. I know some people feel like very strongly, and of course, a lot of those are the incel bros, but not even, I know some people that are not and still don't really like her. Um, and they feel like she doesn't have, they don't give her enough of like a character that like, she's kind of like a flat character, but I like that. I don't know. And I, I thought in this movie, we did a, they did a pretty good job of like advancing her with giving her some emotional beats, but still mm-hmm. showing that's kind of how she is. That's kind of how she goes through life. She's not someone who's like emoting too much. Um, and I'm okay with that as a character. Like, I'm okay that that's like part of her character is she doesn't emote that much. And I'm okay with, okay, in front of Monica, in front of Kamala, she will a little bit more. She's willing to do a hug. She's willing to like bring these two into her like circle and into her fucking spaceship where there's been no one else. Um, And I liked, for me, that was like a tiny bit of character growth that I did like. I definitely like her more in this movie than I did the first one. Although to be fair to the first movie, the whole idea was that because she was basically being controlled, she was therefore stoic because they didn't want her to know who she truly was and stuff like that. So I give some leniency there. Um, I I did love her a whole lot. Um, I am a, a, a Brie Larson fan, even though I do just have my critiques of Carol in this universe, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in general, which I've, I basically have already kind of touched on. Um, But I do think they did, I overall think her characterization here was was good. The storyline, I guess, maybe is where it's like, what kind of Carol are we really getting? You know, one minute it's like she doesn't emote too much. The next minute she's singing on another planet. Um, and so it's like, and don't get me wrong, loved it, loved it. But also, you know, I guess maybe it's like, try to keep in line with the theme of just like, for example, Ragnarok was a, was a really uh, complete like route than the Thor that we've gotten from the first two films. Mm-hmm. Right. But they mm-hmm. did a good job with keeping like, like, like giving Thor this, this comedy arc with, with keep with giving um, Thor this, um you know, this, this sort of breath of fresh air personality where he isn't just talking in Shakespeare sonnets the entire movie, but <laughs> like, still, you know, keeping some of the parts of, especially like when, you know, when he, he's able to use his, his power without the hammer and stuff like that taking down, you know, Hulk, taking down all the people um, on, on the, in the in the bridge scene and things like that. Even, you know, there's this moment of Loki looking up, like, finally, my fucking brother is back. I don't know what was going on with you 20 minutes ago. Um, and so it's like, you know, I feel like there's a way to keep in line while adding some breath of fresh air to a character. And I don't feel like they did that completely well with Carol. And trying to add a new dynamic, it was like, 
it sometimes would feel like we have a different character in certain scenes and then we're back to the character to the carol we know in other scenes if that makes sense yeah yeah i think i would agree um because like i think we see her carrying the wariness of the years she has spent like in the galaxy and so that kind of explains to some extent like you know her kind of seriousness and whatever i think personally i've already mentioned this but like i feel like the most interesting thing is her grappling with her power and like understanding the consequences of it where like even fury is like okay don't just like go in there and she's like that's not that's not really how i work but like it seems like she learns a little bit more like by the end of it with the help of kamala and monica of course like that like okay maybe she shouldn't just like dive at first into something but i feel like that was the most interesting thing because like like the first movie she spent like kind of like okay very confident self-assured but like you know in a previous context but um and now we see like a little bit of a tinge of doubt um which is interesting but yeah I, i agree that like there could have been more like lingering on it but then trying to fit her with that like other dynamic of the you know of kamala and monica um and then the the very fun scene on that other planet where she's in a marriage of convenience you know i feel like there was a lot going on but they couldn't Carol's character can quite catch up. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I do want to, I guess we should talk about that marriage of convenience. It was so weird and wacky, but I, it landed for me. It almost, the singing almost went on too long where I was like, Ooh, am I going to hate this? Cause I had a friend be like, is there really a musical part in that movie? I was like, yeah, but it works in context. It almost doesn't, but it does. Ashley, did you hate it? I feel like maybe you hated it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Um, I would say I, I, I guess they made it work in context, but it was like, if someone said they felt like it, it felt out of place, I'd be like, eh, you're not completely wrong. But yeah. I, I think it, it does go back into whether you love these characters or not, because I feel like yeah. if you do, then the wackiness can work for you. And if you mm-hmm. don't, you want everything to make sense. And in that case, I can see it making less sense for you because the whole theme of it all was supposed to be that when Carol realized what was happening, Darbin is, is targeting the planets. That means something to me. So when she attacked the scrolls, it made sense. When she attacked Earth, it made complete sense. And then it's like, so now you're you're putting in this random planet that we've never really heard of before and saying that she married into it some way. And I don't know if maybe this is me being too much of a pessimist and going back to the, they didn't really lean in with Carol and Maria. So it started to feel like let's put her in a heterosexual relationship. That's not really sexual, but also gives us mm. enough, again, deniability to be like, no, what do you mean? She, she's in a relationship. Right, yeah, with yeah. So it's like, um, especially when this character has been so queer coded in definitely the first film. And then uh, yeah, in this film. So it just felt like, I don't know. I'm like, it seems like y'all had to come up with a random third planet to mean something to Carol. And this is how you did it. But I, I thought it was a cute scene and the character they got to play the prince is fine as hell. So I'm not, yeah. I didn't, I didn't have like some like, this was terrible type of thing. But, you know, again, when I look at it, when I take my, me loving like, you know, these characters to an extent um, out of it for the general audience, I can see them being like, wait, now there's a planet that matters that sings to each other. So I can, I can see that. I have one question though. Is that man dead? Like they left that planet oh. and I was like, wait, like, are they See, all dead? That's a good question. My, my critique <laughs> is that there's some plot holes here. Like, we never, she don't even call in. Like, you're the princess. Did you even FaceTime? Right. Like, hey, y'all good? <laughs> my God. <laughs> FaceTime. Like, 
when they left, yeah, I was we like, really have no idea. Yeah. And like, you know, we, I think actually we did talk about this with Guardians of the Galaxy 3. At least that they were like very clear, like, oh, yeah, those people all died. Like, fuck. Um, and I was just like, oh, man, they just left another planet for most of the people to die. Um, and then we're having this hug moment when they landed yeah. and it's like, bitch, there are people <laughs> with no water. <laughs> yeah, I was like very like, are they dead or is it just like they just took their water? I'm not sure which. But yes, let us talk. Let's talk about the ending. Um, I love Kamala doing exactly what Nick Fury did, but with Kate Bishop made me so happy. <laughs> and I like immediately knew what she was doing, right? Like the moment we saw Kate walking and I was like, oh my God, we're fucking doing it. This is great. Um, and Kamala like trying to stay serious, but like clearly also having a great time, which I feel like is also Amon Valani trying to stay serious, but having a great fucking time. Um, just, it made me so happy. I don't know. What'd you, what'd y'all think? Agreed. 100%. Yeah, I agree. Like, it was so as soon as it started, I just like started giggling because I was like, oh my God, this is yeah. too funny. Um, but yeah, I think I'm really intrigued to see where that dynamic goes of her being like, oh my God, like I'm on a team. But you know, like, oh my goodness, I'm so excited versus yeah. like actually doing the work. But yeah, I'm intrigued to see where that goes for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, just of course now at least we know, I mean, we we knew we've known for a while because like the past like two uh, years of MCU projects has has right. either been centered on a young character or there's this random young character that ends up being in it, whether that was, of course, you know, Hawkeye <laughs> or them bringing in Yelena for Black Widow. And, you know, they've been very clearly showing us these characters who are affiliated with either Young Avengers or Champions. So now we know for a fact that that's where they're geared towards. So that's, and then of course the building of it mirroring in a comedic way, the Nick Fury building of the OG six Avengers is really funny. So yeah, and it was a nice, I think this might've been the one cameo I didn't know was going to happen in the film and it hadn't yeah. been spoiled for me. So I was also just happy to finally, like, soon as I saw Lucky, I was like, oh, hold up. How did we randomly end up in Kate's apartment? <laughs> I, when we saw Lucky, I was like, am I stretching? Is that the dog from Hawkeye? I like yeah. really was wondering if I was like, just like doing too much. Um but then, no, yeah, it was so nice to see her. So, yes, yeah, speaking of cameos that were spoiled, Ashley, I don't know if you remember, this is going to be the same shit I said for Multiverse of Madness. Facebook, unfortunately, I still have Facebook for the podcast, um, always suggests me the weirdest fucking posts. Earlier in the week, it suggested me a post from, like, some dumb clickbait website that I could not tell you what it was even called. And the headline said, Kelsey Grammer's Beast comes back for the Marvel's cameo. And I was like... I saw that and rolled my eyes and I was like, there's yeah, no true. way that's true. Yeah, right. I was, I was like, there's several reasons. One, if there's one person I, I thought would not take their role back, I thought it would be Kelsey Grammer. No, he was an excellent, excellent beast. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Like yeah. on the money, if there's one thing X-Men films did pretty damn well, for the most part, they casted their shit perfectly. Everything else. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> um, so I was all on board with that, but I just also thought, I don't think he would take the role. And yeah. then two, I was just like, but how the fuck are they? Because the only thing I could think of when it comes to X-Men and the Marvels was I know that they made Kamala a mutant and I know Rogue takes uh, Carol's powers. So I was just like, how are they going to randomly make that fit though with the plot that we know has happened? Like if they had said Rogue was in the the epilogue, I would have been like, huh, I can see it. I can see it. They're they're foreshadowing or something like that. So when they said Beast, I was like, that's, random as fuck although um i will say one thing i there was a rumor like a year ago 
that the reason why they haven't touched the X-Men really in any capacity is because they have to keep the old actors until like 2026 or something like that. And considering the fact that every X-Men that we've gotten so far has been the old actors, whether that's ex- whether that's um, Patrick right. Stewart as Professor X or, um, you know, now Kelsey Grammer as, as Beast, I'm like now 100% convinced that that rumor must be true. Yeah. Right, because yeah. it's their contracts, right? Their contracts yeah. like still bled into, yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think it probably is. Because because I've also heard people complaining, and I don't think they're going to do this, not because it's like, oh, I trust them so much, but I just, I don't see that like the only universe in the MCU that will have X-Men is the Fox universe. And I just no. don't think they'll do that, right? I like, mean, they, they kind of show us that this is not, even though it's X-Men and it may be X-Men that we are familiar right. with, which gives us some, you know, nostalgia, is clearly not the same X-Men universe that we been what we watched for 10 years because Monica, I mean, excuse me, Maria Rambeau is not there. Right. So well, yeah. even even that, I would be okay if they said that universe is the Fox universe because that universe, let's be real, was a fucking mess, right? Like, <laughs> you know, so many actors just like breezed in and out. Kitty Pride is a different actor in like every movie, but the last two of the like other that like run of x-men movies um so i would be but i just like i don't think these will be the mcu x-men i think it's mm-hmm. like we're leading to something in secret war probably what you said about the contracts ashley and then we would get like the mcu main timeline x-men mm-hmm. yeah, will be different like i don't think it'll be patrick stewart and holly berry and james Marsden. Yeah, no, no, no. i right? think anything i think you're either going to answer for that with deadpool coming out since we know Right. We're getting a version of Wolverine. It could be the one we're familiar with. It could just be a variant that Hugh Jackman is going to be playing. And uh, it's either going to be answered for in Deadpool or in Secret Wars. And I could see them, especially now with all the Marvel fatigue, how are they going to get their their you know dedicated fan base back? I can see them maybe scrounging around to do some quick cameos there yeah. since they can, do, they can get away with a lot in, in Secret Wars. But I do think that when it's all said and done, when we get the official X-Men, it will be completely new yeah. characters. Cause I do think that at some point X-Men will be the face again of MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they're going to want people who are going to be around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I think like the incorporation of Kamala as a mutant, in the comics was maybe not so well done, but those that's a whole other rat. Um, but <laughs> I do wonder, I'm just, it did feel a little aside, obviously from like Maria Rambeau being there it did feel a little tacked on like, Oh, we need people to be invested in this movie because of this post credit scene. Maybe that's Mm. just me being super like cynical, but like, like, I don't know. I don't even know like what, who Maria Rambo is as this. Is she just another, like, is she another Captain Marvel? Is she another like version of like Monica's powers? Like, I don't really know where that is going. I think she might be photon either. I think she might be photon. I think that's, okay. That makes sense. Since we got Captain Marvel and Multiverse of Madness, I think this oh, is... Oh, right. Right, right, right. You're right. But yeah, it just like, I was a little taken aback that that happened. But I mean, I'm excited for the potential of it. Yes. Also, what it, I've, I've heard mixed things. I loved that he looked, for me, just like he looked in the 90s animated series. Because so, mm-hmm. like, my, like, galaxy brain, stupid, annoying nerd <laughs> theory is, like... Because they're bringing the animated series back, I'm wondering if they're going to like mush together the Fox movies and the animated series and try to make that the like whatever alt timeline X Men universe we're getting. 
because I think he looked just like he looked in the animated series. So I thought he looked fucking great. But I've heard people say they think he looked like really like dog shit CGI terrible. Mm-hmm. But I thought it like looked like the animated series beast. So I loved it. I don't know. What, um, Ashley, what do you think? I'm in, in the in-between of both okay. what you're saying and them. Because it's very clear. Like, but I also understood it the minute I saw it. Because I was like, yeah, the only way they could get Kelsey Grammer back is if they were like, we'll CGI you and you don't have to sit through three days of yeah. yeah. Because I'm like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no. you know, and this even goes back to, you know, when Jennifer Lawrence was was Mystique. Like, that's why she was like, please kill me off in this movie. I'm, I don't care. Keep your money. I don't want to sit through this makeup anymore. Um, so I could, I was like, immediately like, you know, yeah, it doesn't give you the same realism as when he sat through the makeup in the actual X-Men films. But I feel like it worked for, for two reasons. Also, why I was really cool with it is because like, it did give me the ambiance of a different kind of beast, even though it's yeah. familiar with the actor, which made me feel like even though, okay, yeah, we're seeing X-Men, it does feel like a different kind of X-Men from the ones we are um, used to. And then also I was just like, I'm happy Kelsey didn't have to sit through more time with makeup than the actual scene was. Cause that would be terrible. There's no way <laughs> like he's more than rich enough. I would have been like, Nope, I don't need to be there. I have my Fraser money. Don't, don't, don't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I get where they're coming from. I feel like this just comes from a place of like people who feel like if you're going to bring my old favorite characters back, then go all the way, which I, I get. But also people, come on, we got to we gotta maybe let it go just a little bit. Like, yeah, CGI is going to take place here. Miriam, what do you think? Yeah, I did not watch the 90s animated series when it was out. Obviously, I was not born yet. But um, Rude, but- don't bring that up. How old I am. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Um, <laughs> I watched it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think like, I honestly, it was a, like a 30 second cameo. Like he talked for like barely any time. I don't know what people expected aside from that, honestly. Like I'm sure yeah. they'll put more work into it when, if he appears properly. But like, I think it was a good teaser. I was like in the screening and like literally everyone was like in shock. Um, so yeah. for what they were, I think attempting to do it worked um how it will actually look when like the movies come around and when they like put these people in full costume and like fully like there i'm i don't know we'll see yeah that's fair that's fair i cried at that scene just because i was so excited and i was like i love the x-men so much and i was just like and it's so funny that i saw that spoiler rolled my eyes was like there's no way and put it out of my brain because i thought that was so stupid the idea that kelsey Grammer's beast would be the one x-men that comes back and is in this movie and then i was like oh my god that weird clickbait headline was right which (laughs) ashley if you recall is exactly what happened to me with multiverse of madness i read that like all about the illuminati and that they all die and i was like give me a break. Starlet, which isn't killing all those people. She's a hero. Why would they do that? Blah, blah, blah. And thought it was stupid. Told people I read that rumor and then had inadvertently spoiled the movie for like four people because I thought, why would Patrick Stewart come back to get his next nap by Scarlet Witch. Are you fucking kidding me? That's stupid. Yeah. And then it was stupid, but we still got it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, don't don't think it's not stupid just because it happened. Yeah. <laughs> <It's still Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're at the end. So uh, favorite scene, Ashley? Um, I'm going to go with the very first, the first fight scene where they're first um, switching. I love that scene. Uh, I thought it was, um, fantastic like crazy enough I don't like I don't know I feel like the fight scenes we get nowadays are just very so like straightforward it was cool to see yeah. something that was like 
like, and you could tell the difference between the two experienced fighters who are Monica and, and um, Carol uh, comparatively to Kamala who, you know, held her own, but obviously was more so, which I mean, also kind of creepy to be one minute in your living room and the next thing in space. Um, uh, And then, but also just the role that even the side characters played there between like, her parents like yes. hitting them with a mop and, and uh, you know, the mom really getting some hits in and like even protecting the dad and stuff like that. And then even with, you know, Nick Fury, when they would end up in the ship with Nick Fury and him just like, because of course, at this point, you know, when you're used to like over 10 years of a raging green monster, when he, you know, fucking thumps his toe, I, I guess, I you know, people switching in and out on your switch is probably not that, not going to really uh, right. <laughs> be weird to you anymore. But like that entire... <laughs> You know, and I think that really does speak to Nia's uh, directing as much as people, of course, using this, what they didn't right. like about this film as an opportunity to harper on, see, this is what happens when you hire a Black female who's only directed right. one movie, which is not true. But, nope. you know, that's just, I'm sorry, but some of the, the directors who you guys ride like a fucking Charlie horse, um, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's, they would not have been able to do that well. We know it because yeah. their movies are very straightforward for a reason because they could not do that well. And it was really well done. So that is my favorite scene. Uh, Mariam, what's your favorite? Hmm. Um, I think, Ashley, your choice is great. But um, I think personally, like, uh, like I've been talking about, like the ways that the family grounded it emotionally. I think the part where like Kamala like says goodbye to her family, not knowing if she's going to come back where she's like, okay, I have to go to save, save the universe now. And her mom is like, okay, I know you have to go. I'll let you go, but I can't like let you go. That was, I was like, I was ready to cry. Um, I think that part really stuck out for me because like, you know, it really like makes you emotionally invested um, in a movie that's otherwise about like really big abstract things. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I love that. Those are both good choices. I think, my favorite is the hugging scene. I just, I love that Kamala <laughs> had to be the emotional mature one and she is the like kid and she's the one that got them to finally hug each other. I just, I could cry thinking about that scene. I loved it so much, but I will say a very close second is, we didn't really talk about it, but that fight scene I think is really fucking fantastic. And one of the better fight scenes I've seen in the MCU in mm-hmm. a long time. Cause like you said, Ashley, oh, yeah. usually they're pretty just straightforward and usually they're like so CGI'd and this was still CGI'd, but it also felt like people were actually in that living room, not yeah. like everyone's green screened in a different, you know, location and put into a CGI living room like we sometimes have gotten. Mm-hmm. And, you know, granted, this there could have been a lot of CG, a lot more CGI. I don't know. But it felt like, yes, Carol is in this living room with Kamala's parents who are like also fighting for their life. I did love that the mother got in some good hits. I was like, yeah, fucking get them. Good for you. <laughs> um, and I just liked and ever since I was a kid, this is what I really liked, like in the X-Men was always my shit, right? And in the X-Men, I liked when they would bring in, like, Jubilee was my favorite, right? And she, when she had to fight Sabretooth, or when she had, like, I like seeing the people that aren't super, like, have the huge, big powers that can definitely defeat the thing have to fight, or if it's just, like, mm-hmm. literally the human characters that have to fight these, like, super-powered, I love that shit. That always just always works for me, so I liked seeing her family have to fight together. I love that they tie up the aliens, I did feel bad for their house, though. I was like, their poor fucking house in Jersey City, Jesus. I, yeah, I was like, my God, do you know what that goes for today? Right. Oh <laughs> next to New York, my God. Like that, my- when they when they just stopped cleaning and looked at her, I was like, yes, yeah, sis. Like, it's not your fault. <laughs> but I can see, I 100% understand why they irritated. 
And also, my see, my parents would have been on that fucking shit with Nick Fury. Like, one, we're concerned about our daughter, but two, um, I know this government agency better have some money to give us to fix our house because ain't no way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, all right. And what grade do we give the movie, Ashley? Uh, B minus. Medium. Yeah, I think I'd be more B plus, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm. Look at this. I think I'm a straight B. Like, I think I I hear the concerns and critiques. I don't think it's nearly as bad as anyone is saying it is. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think this is like like you said, Ashley. It's worth to see it if you're a Marvel fan. It's fun. It's not quantum mania. It just isn't at all. I think you will have. I think if you like superhero media, you'll 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 have a, a good time. Like if you yeah. are someone who only goes to see Marvel movies because you want to be invested for you know big team up whenever that is again, then sure, wait till Disney Plus. Um, I think it's a fun time. Um, if you want to wait till five dollars Tuesdays, then so be it. You know, but I think <laughs> that like it, it's unfortunately become the target of Marvel's yeah. MCU specifically um, mistakes within the past yeah. year and a half, which is just not fair mm-hmm. to. Of, of I, course, exactly. Of course, the woman-led film is going to be right. the scapegoat. Right. And I, you know, real quick, I saw um, the New York Times review headline was literally, you've seen this movie 32 times before. This yeah, is the 33rd. And, and it's like, no, like. Not, uh, at, all. not like, at all. It's a very different. It's a very different film. What the fuck are you talking about? Excuse me. Yeah. No. Why am I saying excuse me? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's very different. Um, if anything, you could critique that, you know, maybe a little bit more room to keep continue with that voice so people can understand how it was different. Um, I say mm-hmm. that in the in between because I think like it being shorter was also a plus because like I do too. Yeah. we weren't able to complain about it being, you know, it went too long or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like Love and Thunder very clearly was trying to reiterate <laughs> what Ragnarok did and they fucking failed. Quantumania <laughs> clearly trying to bring some sort of like Avengers level threat to it. And it yeah. fucking failed. And even with <laughs> yeah. Secret Invasion, they quite literally told us in the marketing they wanted to try and recreate the Winter Soldier um, era, and it fucking God. failed. So it's like we have all these things of y'all basically trying to do over again what you've been doing, and not knowing how to do that, and doing it poorly and terribly. And yeah, now yeah. giving that critique to the one movie that successfully, I would say, did a good job of being different. And yeah, it could have been better to have these things. But like it overall, I feel like if we had gotten nothing else this year, but Guardians of the Galaxy, Loki, and then the Marvels to end out the year, no one would be saying that shit. Unfortunately, yeah. everybody was mum about the bullshit that Marvel was putting out the past two years. And now they're comfortable saying what they should have said over a year ago because right. women are in the lead. Fuck you. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, thank you to the two of you for doing this. Thank you all for listening. If you liked SlayerFest98, you can find us on all podcasting platforms and you can follow us on social media at SlayerFestX98. Um, Love it if you should support us on Patreon. We are currently going through Buffy Season 3 and kind of Batman the Animated Series and eventually X-Men the Animated Series. Want to follow me? I'm at Carlos. Ashley, where can everyone find you? Um, Ashley K. Smalls, basically on um, all social media platforms. And Medium, where can everyone find you? Um, I am at curious underscore Medium, M-A-R-Y-A-M, on all social media. Cool. And uh, we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.